And setting those small attainable goals have been how you and I have transformed over and over again, but also not being afraid of the hard work, not being afraid to go into the shadows, not being afraid to go into the depths and do all of those things, but also being okay with the the version that you end up with. Because I think to go back to a point that we had brought up earlier was looking in the mirror and being okay with what's looking back at you, who's looking back at you. Because when I think about the transformation and who I am today, who I was raised to be, the girl that I I started to become in my childhood is completely different from who I am today. Welcome, I'm your host, Kara Dennison. And I'm Jack Dennison, and we explore transformation. From the way we live, work, love, and connect with others, We'll be sharing with you weekly what we find here on The The Denison Denison Download. Welcome to our first full episode of The Denison Download. It's happening. It's finally happening. Are you as jazzed as I am? I mean... Are you jazzed that I use the word jazzed? (laughs) Not quite. I I wanted to use other terms, but it's just not family friendly. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. So when we get to the meat of this uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about transformation because that's what the episode is all about. And I feel like we should start out the podcast talking about transformation. What the hell is transformation? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I do it all the time. In fact, I, I work to do it actively every day if possible, but it doesn't always happen quite how I hope. I know. Speaking of transformation, let's talk about some fun transformations that we've been doing around the house. Oh, man. Let's get into it. I know. I'm so freaking pumped. Recently, so my fun area of transformation is the kitchen. Yeah. You love it. It looks nice. It looks really, really nice. It was a lot of work, though. So we, for those of you listening in on our conversation... We recently have bought the house that we live in, obviously. (laughs) So we, at the end of 2019, right before the pandemic, we moved to the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. And that was a huge transformation for us. But we rented this beautiful house and it's this little cute house in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, three bedrooms. We each have our own office and our master or primary bedroom rather. And we loved it. We fell in love here and it's gorgeous. It's on an acre of land next door to us is a farm of cows that come and visit us. And we built our business here, right? We built our life here and it was great. We loved it. And so our landlord or the owner of the house getting older and just is getting out of the rental game. And we had a conversation with him one day. He mentioned that he was going to sell the house when we moved out. And we said, well, why don't we, why don't we just buy it from you? And so it worked out that we bought it at the beginning of this year. So right as the market was continuing to climb, we got it at the right time. Let's just say that. We did. We did. We secured a, a nice you know, your girl has some negotiation skills. We secured a nice deal with him and and got it. It was good. So anyways, as soon as we bought it, we decided, well, since we're going to be staying here for a while, let's really create a place where we can wake up and love the place that we live, right? And 
for someone like myself, right, we calculated before we moved here that I have lived in 16 different places, which is insane. That's a lot. How many have you lived in, by the way? Counting the ones with you in our relationship? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I guess you could say one prior to meeting you. I uh, <laughs> did live on campus for college, <laughs> but then subsequently ended up dropping out at once upon a time and ended up moving back home. And yeah. Really kind of lived with my parents for quite some time. The ugly story that people hear so often with adults kind of living from home, not not necessarily having a, kind of a way to support themselves. That was me. Well, I didn't mean to bring that up, but. Oh, it was, uh, okay. I own it. It's all right. In fact, let me just say this. Had I not done the path that I would have been on, my dad probably wouldn't be here today. So I am proud of what I did. And for the skills that I had at the time to be able to get him back on his feet. So yeah. we're here. Well. That is true. And your story is a very unique story, and I really can't wait to share it on this podcast. But to my point, including your dorm room, four places, right? So what has happened to me in my life with living so many different places and renting so many different places I've never owned till now is that you just kind of get into this pattern, this like holding pattern of renting, of being transitory, right? Of just not... (laughs) setting down roots anywhere, which means you don't like hammer nails into the hall, into the wall anywhere. You don't really decorate. I know. Right. And so when we finally bought, we're like, oh, wow, we can actually do updates. We can actually make this our own. So I've been going through a really tough time this year. We'll, we'll talk about it at some point, but as we were going through this, I said, listen, you know, I really just want to fill this house with things that I love, pieces that I love. Literally, the couch that we're sitting on is still the one that I got right out of college. It's just old. And I'm just like, man, we're too old for this, right? So anyways, we updated our kitchen. We took out all of the old, like, wooden cabinets, you know, the old wooden cabinets, you know, painted them all white, made them modern, new hardware. And most recently, this last weekend, we hung up this beautiful hook piece it has like this beautiful wood um board with hooks on it and hung up these macrame baskets to hold our fruits because we do smoothies every day and we were holding all these fruits and just baskets and stuff and now i have this beautiful living wall it seems like on my on my kitchen wall and i just feel so i don't know i just feel so spoiled i just feel like one of those it girls with the kitchens and we did it we painted it well we had help from my mom and stepdad but it was just so nice it's just so nice and imagine that feeling that you have why is that because you changed your body i know i know we transformed it into something that we just loved it's so beautiful it's so beautiful and so nice and it just fills me with joy every single day and we're working on another project a project that i'm less excited about because i don't really (laughs) it's not for me but but i am excited about it because i know you're excited about it what are you working on i'm working on remodeling our garage into a home gym yes absolutely i'm excited yeah as you can hear from my voice because I'm midway through the project and it's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Organization is not my forte, but we're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my forte. I love me a project. I love organization. So we're doing it together. And I mean, that's the part of transformation in the middle of change, in the middle of it. It's never fun. It's never easy. There's always hard work, heavy lifting, right? But afterwards, it feels so good. 
So I don't cool. find the heavy lifting part. It's the planning part that that seems to be the heaviest for me. So wow. I like bringing you along as a as a consultant every wow. once in a while. It's like, hey, how's this looking? What do I got to do here? <laughs> and then I come in and I I feel like I'm beautiful minded, and you're like, oh well, that's not how I would have done it. But hey, listen, you got to use your team, right? You got to use your help. So that's what we're doing, right? We're in the process of transforming our home, and. We've transformed our lives over and over and over again. And right before we started recording, I was like, you know, what is the actual definition of transformation? Because we throw that word around all the time and we use it all the time in our in our work, right? Because we work with a lot of thought leaders and transformational thought leaders, people who go in, they work with a company and they change things for the better. And it's incredible, right? I, oh, I get goosebumps. I just think about all the crazy badasses we work with, but I looked it up and it's fascinating. There's so many different definitions, right? For the different types of way transformation can happen. What's the your favorite one? I actually really like the mathematics one. Is that weird? I'm not a math girl. <laughs> I'm not a math person e- either, but I liked math- it. Math has a way of simplifying things. So Let's hear it. I was not going to say simplifying things. I feel like math complicates things, but okay. So here's the actual definition from Google. There's three definitions that I want to read out to you that I I really love. The actual definition is a thorough and dramatic change in form or appearance. So yeah. Okay. The mathematics one or the logic one, which makes sense to me, I have a very strong logic brain, is a process by which one figure, expression, or function is converted into another that is equivalent in some important respect, but is differently expressed or represented. I like that one. I love that one. I love that one. And here's the reason why I love it is because of the word is equivalent in some important respect, but is differently expressed or represented. How freaking beautiful is that? Because I think a lot... Sorry, go ahead. No, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Go ahead. A lot of times when we think about change, right? Because change is scary. Now, I think you and I have gotten to the point of where we transform so often that we crave it now. We're excited about change. like Not in every area. Well, good point. Good point. There's, there, I, think, I think there's always shadow areas that... Mm-hmm of each individual that we don't necessarily feel as comfortable touching those, those types of topics. And so when those topics get brought up, it's, it's a little harder to kind of embrace the change. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I'm at the point uh, for listeners who don't know my story. I've had to confront my shadows so deeply this year. I had kind of like a, a medical scare this year where I thought potentially cancer was going to be in in play. And there was a a period of time where there was some weeks and months there where it was very existential, right? I really thought that there was going to be a point where there was an expiration on my life, which is, if you listen to our intro, is kind of interesting because I spent a lot of my life not even caring, not even wanting to be here. And now that I finally am like, yes, I have a life I love. And to have that almost be kind of ripped away. It was really scary. And so I had to really go walk through that deep shadow period. And so I think I'm at that point now. And I think there's some people out there that have also gone there 
that it makes it a little less uncomfortable there. But it still is uncomfortable to meet those those shadow parts where maybe we've pushed it down or compartmentalized a little bit enough where it's like, ah, I've got enough things I can work on. And I've done that, right? Like I did a lot of work on myself for years and I still burnt out this year and I still had stuff I had to work on and I thought I had already addressed it and I didn't. So I agree with that. That's the thing about burnout, right? Is burnout shows up when you least expect it. It, It's There's a reason why it's burnout. It's because you don't feel it until it's too late, right? And then all of a sudden it's got you. Yeah, I think for a lot of people suffering from burnout for the first time or the second time for me, that's true. I think there are warning signs where you can be cognizant of it. But for a lot of people suffering from burnout for the first or second time, it, it does sneak up on you. But going back to to transformation with this mathematics and logic definition, the reason why got a little off track, but the reason why I like this one is the equivalent part, right? Change is super scary. There's parts of us that we don't want to meet that are super scary that we don't want to address. It's uncomfortable. But once we go through that, right, our value doesn't change. We're still valuable people. We just might be different. We might be expressing different or we might be um, representing a little bit different, but like the definition says, but we're still valuable. We're still equivalent people, right? Our value doesn't shift or change. And I think that that's really important because I think a lot of times when, when people are approaching a change period of their life, I think they get afraid that people are going to look down on them or less or feel less than themselves. I, I think it could even go a step further hmm. in the sense that maybe they might not recognize the person they're looking at in the mirror because, yeah. because of what we might require to get to where they want to go. Yeah. They might lose some familiarity that they've known for so long. And, yeah. you know, one of the, the scariest things is being alone in mm-hmm. this world. And if you've been with that person or that, psyche or that mind and those thought process, those feelings, emotions for so long. And now you're going to shed those and you're going to go after something that is unknown. There can be a period there where you might be alone. And that right. feeling of being alone, that, that can be traumatizing. It can be paralyzing. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about what you said is looking in the mirror what if I change? What if I transform and I don't like who I am? Which brings me to this last definition that I found. It's from a blog I found, Better Up, from earlier this year. It's the definition of human transformation. Hmm. So human transformation is an internal shift that brings us in alignment with our highest potential. And it goes on to say, it is at the heart of every major aspect of our lives. It affects how we see and relate to the world and how we understand our place in it. Wow. Yeah. Talk about alchemy. Yeah. What I like about this one is it's that shift that brings us in alignment with our highest potential. Something to be said for that, right? Mm-hmm. If you reach your highest potential... Isn't that what everybody wants? Isn't yeah. that the, the ultimate pinnacle goal or penultimate goal in life? 
is to be the best version of ourselves while living the experiences we want to live. So if that's the case, if we are reaching and we're transforming and we're changing towards our highest potential, why is it so uncomfortable? Why are we so scared to look in the mirror and not like who we see? I think it has to do a lot with the conscious and unconscious mind. Mm. I think it has to do a lot with the story that we tell ourselves or that has been told to us throughout our life. Mm. And, and I think for each individual, that's going to be a little different as well as the environment in which they they're in, because the environment is also going to dictate the thoughts, the emotions and feelings that you do have as a person and the thought patterns and belief patterns that you have an individual who grows up in a situation like I grew up in, they're probably not going to have the same thoughts and beliefs as a situation that say our neighbors down the road have, right? Because I grew up in South Florida. I grew up as a child to two lawyers. I had a certain type of upbringing. Mm-hmm. Whereas where we live out here, a lot of, a lot of people are, have labor jobs, have, de- have nine to fives and their families learn to live with less and they learn to figure it out. And I think that the thought patterns, the beliefs that somebody who grows up in one environment are going to be very different from somebody else, but that doesn't mean they can't be learned. Mm. That doesn't mean they can't be fostered. If given the right environment, if given the right instruction and given the right care, mm-hmm. but the, the opposite's always true as well, right? We've all had those situations in life where life just throws a curveball at you and something just really, really bad happens. Usually when that bad thing happens, it's usually either a catalyst for somebody to continue progressing in life or to regress, right? Or to go back. And it kind of causes them to not want to progress forward anymore. Mm. Yeah. It is interesting when it comes to change and being... And transformation. And I love what you said about the fact that change happens, whether we want it or not, right? So I feel in my life, change has happened kind of like you said, out of nowhere. Uh, Something happened, a catalyst happened, and I've either had to progress or regress. Like there, it, it was a crossroads. Something happened, and boom, transformation has to happen. The most bold example of this is when my dad died, right? When I was at 14. At at some point, something changed. My dad died. He's no longer there. And I have to change, right? Because I have to adapt to not having him there. Or transformation because I don't like my situation that I'm in. Or I don't like who I am. Or I got new information and I need to adapt to living with this. And to go back to the question is, is why are people so afraid of change? If this human transformation definition is is correct, where it's an internal shift that brings us in alignment with our highest potential. I think it goes back to the actual process of transformation, right? When we think about your gym or the kitchen that we're doing, it's exciting when it's all done, but the work to get there is exhausting. <laughs> it really is. The planning and the heavy lifting and the organizing and the project planning, all that other stuff. And So I think when people think about transforming and going towards their highest potential, 
I don't necessarily think all the time it's the end result that they're afraid of. I think it's the work to get there. Yeah, I think ultimately a lot of us, when we see the road ahead and we know it's going to be difficult, trepidation sets in. We, yeah. we, we want to protect our energy, right? Our brain is meant to protect us. That's what it does. And it's going to want you to be safe. It's not going to want you to be uncomfortable. It's not going to want you to be in pain or anxious or stressed. So it makes sense why, you know, that motivation to actually do the tough thing disappears the, mo- the moment you realize, oh, that's a long road. That's a, that's a lot of work. And there's no guarantee of payoff. And that's something that, that Kobe Bryant actually used to say a lot, was the reason why he felt he had over on his competitors in the NBA, because he felt that if he was willing to work relentlessly, if he was willing to be, go on that road, that road of unknown of whatever it's going to take, that he would end up in a spot where he, it, when the chips came down, he would be more willing to go that extra mile than the other guy or the other competition. And I think that inherently is what happens when it comes to any process of transformation. It's what is it going to take to get there? Mm. How big is that gap? Right. And I think a lot of us end up making setting goals that are so big that we can't fathom or figure out how to start closing that gap. And so, yeah, it becomes paralyzing because where you want to go is here, but where you are is all the way over here. And what you really should be setting the goal is probably about a quarter or a tenth of that way so that you can start seeing success, start feeling success, feeling good about that new environment, good about that new change, Mm -hmm. so that then those bigger, tougher things down the road get a little easier and you can chunk that down and, and break that up as much as possible. And I think that's part of the immediacy nature of our culture now that has we all see everybody's successes, like even on social media, anybody who follows me, you're, you're going to see moments where Karen and I are, are doing fun stuff. You're going to see stuff and where we're having a great time. But what you don't see is when we're sitting at our desk and we're working on our business. You don't see the time that we spend at dinner meetings where we're talking about plans, talking about clients. How are we going to help structure things to get better or to continue to build our business? Well, the, you're never going to see that because nobody wants to see that. Mm. It's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. And the fact is the struggle is not entertaining for most. It's not. And I think that's the hard part, you know, with we're kind of going on tangents here, but with with social media and things like that is I always go back to the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of what you see on social media is 20% of everyone's amazingness, right? You never see everyone else is 80%, right? Everyone else's grind, their low moments, their hustle, their, you know, their depression, their, their tough stuff. You only see their vacations, their good stuff, all of that other stuff. Now with the rise of TikTok and things like that, some of that is changing, but people are craving authenticity because I think people are also craving transformation because I think the pandemic with everything else that's going on, people aren't satisfied with where they are with with their life. They want 
a happier life, a better life, a transformed life to be closer to their highest potential, right? Like the the definition says. And yeah, change is hard and change is scary. And it it, it does become paralyzing. And what I love what you said is so often when people set goals, they're unattainable, right? Or or based on what they see or based on falsehoods, right? The the filters and the <laughs> the 20% on the social media. And then it becomes demoralizing when they can't hit that. And setting those small attainable goals have been how you and I have transformed over and over again. But also not being afraid of the hard work, not being afraid to go into the shadows, not being afraid to go into the depths and and do all of those things, but also being okay with the the version that you end up with. Because I think to go back to a point that we had brought up earlier was looking in the mirror and being okay with what's looking back at you, who's looking back at you. Because when I think about the transformation and who I am today, who I was raised to be, the girl that I started to become in my childhood is completely different from who I am today. And I don't even know if that girl would look at who I am today and recognize her But I know, like, I know that I am so much more aligned with my highest potential and my highest good now than growing up, than the path that I was set on. And maybe it was the catalyst of my dad dying that set me on a different path. Maybe it was me craving change, or maybe it was, you know, like we talked about, either you crave change, your situation gets so bad that you're forced to change or catalyst happens. And that's how it is. But one of the things that held me back from changing for a long time was letting down other people, letting down the expectations of other people. What if I change and I get closer to who I authentically believe I am, who my highest potential is, and I let my mom down? I let my church down, my family down, my friends down. Because for so long in my life, I placed their approval of me over my approval of me. Yeah. And I think there comes a time in people's life when you are transforming or if transformation is important to you, where you end up having to let that go and you start putting your approval of you over the the approval of others. Yeah, I, I think that's so powerful because you mentioned that version of you, right? The version you become. And we often think of that as static. We often think of that as something fixed and it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that's constantly in flux. And the version of you that wakes up in the morning might not be the same after lunch or even before dinner because of things that might have happened and you might be feeling some sort of way that's different. And I think ultimately... What it comes down to is, is self-love and self-acceptance yeah. of being okay right where your feet are, of living right where your feet are and doing actionable things and trying to build habits and putting plans in place to know what areas maybe you're deficient in and saying like, hey, these are areas of my life I'm not great at. So let me see if I can build some habits to make myself be better. In, in these areas, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can add a little bit here and there. there. There's ways to do it, but it's not being satisfied with just being. 
just just existing as you are. Because the fact is, while if that's what you want to do in this life, we love that for you. If that's your path and you just want to be and you don't want to ever get better and you just you just want to be the who you are right now for the rest of your existence, we want that journey for you. But if in any way you're craving something more, if you're craving something different, then we need to put a plan in place and actions behind that plan to get to where we want to go. Because staying stuck, if you're feeling every sort of way, I guarantee when you look in that mirror, you're going to be feeling some sort of way and you're not going to like what you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I could talk about transformation all day long, so I guess it's a good thing we have a podcast. So if transformation is your jam, we're going to be talking about different ways that we've transformed in our own life, how we've seen clients that we work with transform, and just tips and tricks and things that we have learned along the way from our personal experience, from working with experts who have helped us transform in our lives, and books and research that we have consumed on transformation in many different ways. So we would love for you to to subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcast, leave us a review and check back with us next week. You want to take us out? It's going to get even real more fun. Let's go. (laughs) From our family to yours, be great and have a great week.